another edition of Bama and Bourbon with the Aaron Tuttles from Yay Alabama. I'm Lance Tuttle for the next round. It is right here on Roll Tide Pods. Like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. It is where we talk Alabama football. We talk bourbon. Today we got to start with Alabama football. Fourth and 31. Uh, one of the more incredible endings you will ever see in a game. I'm not going to say the most incredible because we were on the 10th anniversary of the kick yeah. six. But outside of the kick six... You and I have seen a lot of these games. Yep. I don't know one that has been any more dramatic at the end. It was more unexpected. I mean, just I mean, the game was essentially over when the when the sap when the snap went bad. On, yep. On, on eighteen down. yard loss. It was you don't convert that, and look, they got fortunate. But you know, it's the funny thing in life, and and people who are successful tell you that if you prepare, you will get outcomes that maybe sometimes are unpredictable because you prepared for a moment, and you can't prepare for that. Uh, exactly. You know, I don't know how many times, even though they practice that play every Friday, I don't know how many times they're doing it from the 31. You know, they're probably doing it from the 20, maybe the 15. But, uh, hey, uh, they were prepared for that moment, and, and Auburn helped them out by the defensive formation they were in. Yeah, I still, you know, rushing to having a spy on Milrow when you're in that situation. It really made no sense how they lined up. But still, as you said, the execution. Got to make the throw, got to make the catch. Yeah, and it was an incredible catch. I mean, the throw was great. But incredible throw. I mean, he had obviously zip on that throw, and for Bond yeah. to be able to extend, pull it down, yeah. uh, to get a little separation. I mean, everything about that was and absolutely to, And incredible. to maintain, get two feet in, and to maintain the ground, to survive the ground. And, man, it was just uh, – People keep it's a misnomer. It was not a hail mary because you, you're talking about the zip. There was some zip on that throw, and if it was a hail mary, the defender probably has time to recover and make a play on it. But there was no time. Oh, I mean, look, he sat back, pat, 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 pat six surveyed, and then he saw that Bond had one on one, went straight to him. I mean, it was just, you know, I don't know how many quarterbacks can make that kind of throw on a rope like that. He's the only one on Alabama's roster that can do it. Uh, okay, so we're drinking George Dickel. This is bottled in Bond whiskey, George Dickel. I mean, this is one of the old school go-tos, right? That's not bad, man. Uh, George Dickel, bottled in Bond. This is release number two, the High Rolled. Uh, at its core, the award-winning George Dickel bottled in Bond series is rooted in transparency and authenticity, providing whiskey fans a chance to experience the style most known for the traits found at the Cascade Hollow Distilling Company. It is 100 proof. They say it's got a little pecan, maple syrup, and dried apple. Here we go. I mean, I got the dried apple, a little bit of the pecan, I think, there. It's got a syrupy uh, consistency, so it is a little thicker, it seems like. Uh, This is a Mashable makeup, 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% malted barley. That's strong. It is. Uh, yeah. It'll get you where you need to go. Uh, there is no doubt. Uh, where was your vantage point on the 4th and 31? I was in my in-law's living room. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were like me. Yeah. Did you feel like, and I was trying to tell them today because they were obviously uh, Dunaway and Brown for the next round. They were in Jordan-Hare. Um, when I saw him release it, I was like, damn, I think they might have just scored. When I, the, My initial thought when he released the ball because of so, what we talked about, the velocity, I, I thought it was going to be in the end zone. Like, out out of the back of the end zone. I thought there was no way that ball was going to stay in field play. And then, obviously, I saw uh, Isaiah come open, and I just just couldn't believe it. I mean, literally could not believe because, I mean, I was in a room full of Alabama fans with my in-laws and my brother-in-law. Did anybody have the uh, the phone rolling or anything? No, thank goodness. You, you know, know it's, it's so funny because I had two. There was like six or seven of us, but only two were Alabama fans, and they both were pretty – 
reserved. It was not reserved in that living room. And there would have been some I would not be if that would have been the Rams, I'd have lost my shit. That would have been not safe for work language. That, yeah. I mean, because we just literally, it, what's funny story is. Well, I mean, um, once you, you, like you said on the bad snap, you've got third and forever. Yeah. And over. the game's over. It's so over. you've already conditioned to yourself that it's over. We've lost. The season's yeah. over. There's nothing. And then he makes that third down play, and you're like, what are we, what are you doing? And so the funny story is, so the living room goes crazy, obviously. I'm sure as many living rooms across the state of Alabama did. My three-year-old son didn't understand it. And he sees us, everybody screaming and jumping up, and he, he just flat-out balls crying. Does not understand. And then finally, we, you know, we talked to him, hey, this is happening. He's like, he runs around high-fiving everybody. So he, <laughs> he had a flip of emotion. It's one of those things he probably, like my earliest memories are probably three or four. It might be one of those for yeah. him. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Bam and Bourbon brought to you by our friends at the Beverage Place located next to PGA Superstore on Highway 280. Pink Package located across from the Target next to Arby's on Highway 280. One-stop shop, liquor, beer, seltzers, wine, sodas, mixers, cigars, ice, even fresh lemons and limes. Get it today. Go see J.J. Chan, all the fine folks at one of those two great locations, always solid sponsors here of Bama and Bourbon. Yeah, I can't even imagine if if Bama doesn't win that game, how dull this game this weekend would be. Because I think even with a Bama win, Georgia's getting in. Probably. Yeah. Because I, I still know. think Georgia's got a shot. I mean, I, if, if I'm on the committee, I'm putting Georgia in if it's a tight game. If Alabama wins this week? Yeah. I mean, Georgia's just one of the four best teams in college. I think Alabama has a stronger case because they, they're they oh, a conference champion. No, no. I, I, I put in both then. Like, oh. we were talking to Joel Clyde today on Fox. Like, my teams, like, we just figure Michigan's going to win. So, Michigan's yeah, in. It's the, Texas is going to win. I'm yeah, putting Texas in. Texas. And the two teams that are going to be out are Oregon and Florida State. I think Oregon's got a better shot than Texas does. Even though Texas has got the best win. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot to play out. I, I, I think Alabama just better hope for some upsets. Yeah, I think. And then they got to win. I think Texas can get bumped if Bama and if Bama, if Oregon wins and Bama loses. Yeah. Because then you don't have to worry about that head to head with Texas. And I think you can make an argument that Oregon is a better team right now. Yeah. But I think it's going to be nearly impossible for Alabama to get in in front of Texas if Texas wins. I, you can't. Because then. You just throw away the, the regular season. Yeah, and everything just, about it. Yeah, if I mean, and if for all the years where we're like, are there really even four good teams to have a playoff? There are more than four teams this year. Yeah. This would be the perfect year to start a twelve. No, team. I think there's eight legitimate teams. Yeah. I mean, I I think when you look at it, I think Ohio State's still in the mix. I don't think they're going to get there. They have to have a ton of chaos, but they're a really good team. Yeah. So Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, Washington. Florida State and Texas. I mean, I think those eight, if you had an 18 playoff. It would be incredible. Yeah, it really would be. But I agree with you. If you put Alabama in over Texas, and Texas rebounded well because they had not been playing their best football, um, but they took care of business versus Texas Tech and looked like that. But Alabama is not the same team as week two in the season, but you you can't discard head-to-head. Okay, before you give us an update on Jace McClellan, and I think a lot of Alabama fans want to know what's going on with him, uh, tell us about Yay Alabama, how you can get involved, and one of the reasons, don't want to take anything away from Nick Saban, but one of the reasons Alabama is playing this deep into the season is because the collective has come together. It's it's the new world out there. These kids are getting paid, and if you want to have a successful program, this is part of it. If you want to contribute to the success of Alabama football, the most direct way you can do it is to give it to NIL. And... uh, whether that be how they divvy up the money for incoming freshmen and, and their opportunities to earn for their, on their name, image, and likeness, or the transfer portal, uh, that, that's the way to do it. Go to a-alabama.com backslash fans. And, uh, look, I, we, we were having an internal meeting today, 
about to, to just to get people to understand how NIL works and do you think Alabama football has brought people two hundred and eighteen dollars worth of joy this year? Uh, two hundred sixteen. So would you pay two hundred sixteen dollars to experience that emotion? I think if people had, I mean, obviously, look, it's it's not for everyone. We understand there are people that live check to check. You can't do it. Completely but, understand that. But there are people that do have disposable income that yeah. can actually pitch in. I mean, it's Netflix a month. Was it, was it not worth just the win over Auburn for two hundred eighteen? Just, just just to sort of give this team out of boy, like the moments of pure joy they've brought this season, um, to me is worth two hundred sixteen dollars uh, a year, which is the eighteen dollar a month. Membership are our lowest membership out there. But if you got a membership, um, tell someone else about it. We would certainly appreciate it. And um, if you can swing it, we we certainly appreciate that, too. We are in the middle of a big holiday giveaway. Uh, we're giving out Nick Saban signed football, Nate Oates signed basketball. So we're giving out 24 days of Christmas. So um, Cool conversation piece yeah. over the holidays, too. You're at family or friends, yeah. and you're part of the collective talking about that. Yeah. So I think that's really neat. Okay, so Jace McClellan, Alabama's leading yeah. rusher this year. Look, Roy Dell has been great in spots, big fourth down there to uh, get him in a situation yeah. to win that game. Um, but Jace is nicked up. And it looks like it's going to be one of those things we really won't know towards the end of the week, maybe even game time. Yeah, I think that's one of those things. If you go back and watch the television broadcast, he, he doesn't, he's not in the game within the last four minutes. So something happened. Someone told me, I, I haven't seen it for myself, that he had a, you know, those drop tackles are becoming a real point of conversation across football. So someone said he got drop tackled and he was spotted on crutches after the game. Nick Saban said uh, on Sunday during the SEC championship game teleconference from both coaches that it's be day to day. We'll see whether he can practice, but I know he's been dealing with a foot up issue for much of the season. So they're going to try to get him ready to go Saturday. You know, there were a lot of, there are a lot of similarities between 2021 SEC championship yeah. and this one, you know, the numbers about the same Georgia went off as a six point favorite right now. They're five and a half. Now coming out of the Auburn game, now Alabama didn't play their best football this past weekend, but two years ago, the offensive line looked terrific. So nobody gave any about Alabama any shot at beating that Georgia team, no. and they whipped Georgia's ass. Yeah. Um, a lot of that was Jamison Williams. Yeah. Couldn't, Speed. Couldn't cover that guy. Yeah. Uh, but this is one of those Alabama teams that, you know, up until this past weekend, were, they were playing their best football. So you know they can turn it on. Georgia plays up and down the competition. We saw it again yeah. this past weekend with Georgia Tech. But this is – and back to Jason McClellan, you know, going into that game, Brian Robinson – Nobody thought he was going to play, ends up playing, guts it out, has some key blocks in pass pro, and was one of the keys for Alabama going on and winning that game. But, you know, the good news for Alabama this year is, like, B-Rob was the guy two years ago. This year you do have sort of a committee, Jam Miller, Justice Haynes. You know, I don't know how much Saban wants him to play in those situations because of ball security, and you do fear something like that. But Roydell's a guy that can carry the rock. Absolutely. Roydell's a a more than serviceable back, as you mentioned, that fourth down uh, play that they – the toss sweep that they had to him. So, um, and they got options. And I think Jim Miller's a guy that they trust more now than they did earlier in the season. And I I don't think it's um, impossible that Jace plays. You know, it just depends on – um, you know, what the injury is and, and how he practices this week. But um, I'll say this, Georgia's going to be a prohibitive favorite. I think I heard you say earlier today they're, they, it's been bet up to five point. Yeah, it, it, it opened at four. Yeah. It's up to five and a half right now. Georgia is a much better offensive team in 2023 than they were in 2021. Yeah, and, and the defense probably not as not good. Not as good. Yeah. So, but Georgia just gave up 200 yards rushing to Georgia Tech. And Auburn went for over 200 yards uh, on this Georgia defense. So, um, well, I'll, there's a reason Georgia is favored. They won 29 straight games, a league record. 
Um, there's a reason they're the favorite, but Alabama is has recruited toe to toe with every athlete that Georgia has and um, playing some really good football. And I know everyone's down on Alabama right now based on that that game at Auburn. They put up some yards on Auburn, and they just had inopportune penalties. Another two touchdowns off the board. I mean, what is that like eight on the season? Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. So, I mean, I I don't know, but I'm not taking anything away from the the Jordan Hare atmosphere. But if Alabama goes up fourteen nothing in the first quarter, that game is over. Those fans are sitting on their hands. Uh, in the I agree. Quarter. You know, I had Auburn plus a 13 and a half. I just felt like that they would come to play, which they did. But when Kendrick Law on that fourth down takes it to the house, before I knew there was a flag out, I was like, this thing is over. It's over. I mean, yeah. Alabama was clicking. They had all day. I mean, Jalen Milrow had all day to throw the ball, and not just on the fourth and 31. And so, um, but at, at the offense moved the ball. They just uh, they had some inopportune penalties and, and Things where things bit them, self-inflicted wounds. But um, there's one thing for certain. They will not have as much time to throw the ball this week as they did versus Auburn. It's Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Yale, Alabama. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. It was Roll Tide Pods. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. We talk a little bourbon. We talk a little Alabama. It is always brought to you by our friends at Gutter Cap, 823-2212. Cap and don't snap it. Leaves are almost through falling. The last thing you want to do is get on the roof. You slip, you fall, you snap the neck and die. You're no good to the wife of kids. Cap and don't snap it. 205-823-2212. Chris Stewart will come out and give you an absolutely free estimate. Nothing to lose to see what the cost is. For more information, go to capbirmingham.com. So, Brock Bowers didn't play this past week. No. You mentioned Auburn and the yards they were able to put on Georgia on the ground. If it wasn't for Brock Bowers, one for number 19, they probably lose they the lose game in Jordan here. Without question. And you go back to the SEC championship. He was the one two years ago that kept yep. uh, Georgia around against Alabama as a true freshman. So, if for whatever reason, he's just somewhat limited, which obviously he's not 100%, yeah. still from that tightrope surgery. That could be major benefit for Alabama. I mean, position for position, for me, pound for pound, he's the best player in college football. Now, I know he's not going to get recognized yeah. that because he's a tight end, but he's dominant. Yeah, he I mean, dominates. Mel Kuyper right now, and we know the importance of quarterbacks, he's got Brock Bowers number four on his he's big board. He's incredible. Yeah. I mean, hats off to that young man. I, I think Alabama's got a matchup problem in this game, and I think it's a slot in the tight end because uh, Caleb Downs, who I've touted all season long, if there's a weakness to his game, it's pass coverage. And I think Auburn tried to – Highlight that a little bit, and I think Georgia will. So whether it's Ladd McConkey or Brock Bowers, whoever Caleb's matched up on, it, they'll probably try to, to, to um, try to make their hay in the middle of the field against uh, some matchups and probably against the freshman Caleb Downs. You know, Alabama this past week, and one thing they got to do is clean up the penalties. I mean, they had some back-breaking penalties, and I know a lot of those were questionable. Yeah. If you talk to Alabama fans, it was, yeah. we got bad calls. And there were back, some bad calls, too. Yeah, there were bad calls on both sides. It was a officiated game. It, it really, really was. <laughs> But Alabama cannot have back-breaking no. penalties. And you can't you – know, they did a pretty good job against Auburn. Didn't turn the football over and forced three turnovers. If you can be plus three against Georgia, you got a really good shot. I'll tell you the most shocking thing to me as it pertains to discipline and penalties. And it was on that fourth down call. They looked like they're going to set up for the tush push, right? They asked those linemen to be in a to be in their stance for a long time. And I kept waiting. I'm like, you got to snap the ball or they're going to fall start because that's what they do on the road. Yep. But it also worked to their benefit because they kept Auburn in that stance for 20 seconds. But um, it, it, those self-inflicted wounds have bitten this team this year, whether it's a errant snap for whatever reason or someone's jumping off sides or you're a crackback block, which killed an Alabama drive with Kendrick Law this, this past week. Those type of penalties, discipline penalties, or if Alabama can get that cleaned up, they got a shot against anybody in the country. And if they beat Georgia – 
This team might be the prohibitive favorite to win the national championship. Oh, I think they will be if they beat Georgia. Right now it's Michigan, and I was trying to explain to the guys today the reason being. Like, I think everybody knows at their best Georgia's a better team than Michigan, but Michigan is almost guaranteed being there based on the fact they're playing Iowa and they're 22.5-point favorites. Yeah. Georgia still... I believe if they lose a tight game to Alabama, they should be in. That doesn't mean they get in. I don't think they will, but I agree with your premise. They should be in. Yeah, so you, what Vegas is looking at is Georgia's still got this massive game against Bama. Like, Michigan's already going to be in the playoff. Yeah. So they're not sure that Georgia's even getting to the playoffs. That's why Michigan right now is the favorite. Yeah. But whoever wins the SEC is going to be your favorite once they get there. I completely there. agree. And nobody wants to play Alabama because, listen, it's taken a long time, and he is not completely there yet. Jalen Moto's figuring it out, folks. Oh, hey, and I was going to bring this up back to 2021. That drive, the 97-yard drive from Bryce Young, yeah. in that environment, I think helped them when they got to the Georgia Dome because we know this, as great as Alabama fans are and as well as they travel, there's going to be more Georgia fans Absolutely. in the Dome. Yeah. And so I think being in that atmosphere that they were in at Jordan-Hare helps them for this coming weekend. I completely agree. And it'll be, it won't be it will be 50-50 split, because you mentioned. And Georgia's got an Alabama problem. Uh, Georgia's been dominant, but they've beaten Alabama once under Kirby Smart. So, and that was with their two best receivers not playing, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mechie was already out. Yeah. Jameson goes down during that game. Yeah. Uh, that game was in doubt until the return, until yeah. what? Ringo took it to the house with five minutes yeah. to go, something yeah. like that. And Georgia, that Georgia defense just couldn't – their weakness was, was the passing. And so if Al, and I still think that's the weakness of their defense. I mean, if, if there is one, relative weakness, right? But Jalen's starting to figure it out. I mean, again, he's not a perfect quarterback, but um, he is light years from where they were after week three. Yeah, and look – Carson Beck, if you hadn't watched a lot of Georgia Ooh. football, and a lot of people don't because he can it's so sling boring. It, man. He can. He can sling He's, it. You know, I loved Stetson Bennett, but Carson Beck's a better quarterback. And I think Carson Beck's probably the better quarterback in this game. But Jalen has gotten really close. And with what Jalen yeah. can do with his legs, then you can start to make yeah. an argument. You know, there's it's almost a push when you look at the quarterbacks as talented as Carson and, is. And I'll bring up one thing on Jalen. Um, he hasn't quite figured out when to run yet. Um, and what I mean by that is I think it's been beaten in his head that yeah, he, he had some stop running, stop running. great opportunities on Saturday. So even now, I think he defaults to, I'm, I'm not going to show everyone I can run. But I think there needs to be opportunities in, in this game where his legs can be the backbreaker. See, my default would be run. Yeah. Like, that's the natural instinct. That's naturally what he does better. He is getting really polished as a passer. So when there were scrimmages this fall, Lance, they basically said you're not allowed to run. See, I don't stay in the pocket. Get that because he's such a physical guy. Because again, watching LSU this they past weekend, they wanted to get weekend, the reps. They, you got to go through your reads. You, you can't just be a one read quarterback. They wanted they wanted to beat into his head. You've got to go through your reads. See, Jaden Daniels, uh, best player in college football, by the way, right yeah, now, pretty good. Um, yeah, A&M did everything they could to keep him off the field this past weekend, and he still put up massive numbers. But he's one of those kids that is well. The touch he's got, I mean, just throws an incredible ball. But he really is more run first, yeah. and when he sees it, he is gone. I mean, you and there's play no hesitation. Perfect for f- four of the five seconds of a play, and all that he, he gets out the back door, and you're not catching. Yeah, and that's what I, I almost from Tommy Reese. Hey, look, this is what you need to be, and he's to be yeah. instinctual. Yep. But uh, you know, Jalen's just that talented with his legs, and the kick can absolutely fly. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, George Dickel? Man, I think it's pretty good. I it's, it surprised me. Yeah. Um, I mean, because this is one of those price points. I'm going to guess 25 30 yeah, bucks. Probably. probably should be. Yeah, I mean, but this is one of those you can it's grab. Perception. It. Yeah, I got this. And I was not expecting it to be to, for me to like it as much as I do. I was talking to Chan from um, both Pink Package and the Beverage Place, and he's like, 
do you guys want to do a um, an eggnog for the holidays? Oh. And I said, yeah, we'll do an eggnog. Why I don't not? know. Do you like eggnogs? I uh, I don't know that I've had it all that much. Okay. I think I do like it. Well, you know, they do prepackaged and they've got, you know, they got an early times. They got a Jim Beam. I think Dickel's got Buffalo one. Buffalo Trace has got a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I can find us a really good one. Yeah, but let's do this, it. this is like a really good, That's really good man. mix for an yeah. eggnog. This it's got, got a little spice to it. It's 100 proof. This was, um, this was distilled lance in the fall of 2008. Yeah, my old man used to drink some Dickel. So Alabama had just come off. Oh, uh, this would you say 2008? Yeah, here's two. Oh, damn. How about that? This is right when Alabama was turning they the corner. Broke, they just broke the streak yeah. in the Iron Bowl. It's been a good run since yeah. then. Um, so I'll ask you this. Um, next week when we're doing this, we'll yeah. know whether or not Alabama's in the yeah. college football playoff. I said earlier this year, I thought this was going to be Nick Saban's last year. And now I'm like, there's just no way. He just, I don't know, he seems rejuvenated. I think um, he's really enjoyed coaching this team. I think it's brought some of the joy back. To football because there are look as, as much as Nick Saban and he's the best like psychoanalyst coach we've ever seen in terms of being able to sort of get his message distilled to the players in a way that they can relate to but I do think expectations weigh on people and it's why it's so difficult for teams to have success once they've reached the mountaintop I think after the Texas loss there were no expectations for this team particularly at the following week at USF. I think expectations went out the window. And that's why I think quite frankly there's been so much joy in this season because you let go of the expectations and you just enjoyed when the team played well. I think the same is true of Nick Saban. He didn't put any expectations on this team in terms of goals, right? And so the fact that they've worked themselves into this position when 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 they went to A&M no one gave them a shot. When Tennessee came to Tuscaloosa, well, they can't slow Josh Heupel's offense down. When LSU, you can't stop Jaden Daniels. Uh, I don't know if you can go on the road and beat Auburn in, in that environment. I think every stop along the way, they keep answering these challenges, and it's not 100% pretty. It's not perfect, but they keep winning. And so I think that's rejuvenated him. I think it's brought a lot of joy to him. Do you think if, for whatever reason, they beat Georgia, they get into this college football playoff and win it, would it be his more, most satisfying championship? His? Yeah. I think it has to be. I mean, I really think it has to be because... You know, it was just two weeks ago you get Alabama at 16-1 to 1 to win the national championship. I mean, even now, we're talking about a scenario where they're going to have doubters. I've heard, I haven't seen it for myself, but people are telling me that Heather Dennett's is saying that Alabama beats Georgia or not, they're not getting in. I, I find a world difficult to believe where an SEC champion doesn't, a one-loss SEC champion that played, it challenged itself with Texas out of conference, doesn't get in. If Alabama wins, to me, there are only three teams that can trump them. Michigan, yep. Texas, based on the head-to-head. And I do think Washington at 13-0 and is going to be tough to leave out yeah. because they've been in the top five basically the entire year. Now, it wouldn't completely floor me if Alabama – I think Alabama gets in over an undefeated Florida State. I tend to agree with you. I mean, because they're better. I mean, if you're going – the ACC is just not where the SEC is. And if you're no. going best team the way they're playing right now, and Alabama would beat Florida State. I mean, uh, Florida had them down 12. I watched yeah. the entire game and this past weekend. You hate to you hate to put the burden of an injury on an entire team, but you got to you got to project Florida State forward without without Travis. Yeah, look, I'll tell you this: if if Bama wins this game by 14 and Jalen Milrow was to go out on the final drive and breaks an ankle or something, you got to hold that against. Yeah. Them. This is part of it. I I do think the SEC is probably still going to be dealing with their out-of-conference. And to start the season off, 
They did not have a good out-of-conference. Yeah, but I still think the SEC, depending on what happens this weekend, can get to it. I think Georgia and a loss can still get into the sink. They should be, and I don't know yeah. that they will. Yeah. yeah. They need a couple of things to happen. Yeah. Probably need Texas to lose, Florida State to lose. A couple of those things happen. It could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Bam and Bourbon. Uh, special thanks to... Beverage Place and Pink Package right there off of Highway 280. Go see Chan, JJ. They do incredible work. They provided us with our George Dickel today, which was very, very good this holiday season. Uh, Once again, Yay Alabama. How can people get involved? Yay-Alabama.com backslash fans for a Netflix press of a subscription. You can support Alabama and and make your own self happy and give your own self joy knowing that you're allowing Alabama to be its most competitive self. He is Aaron Suttles from Yay Alabama. I'm Lance Suttles from the next round. It is on Roll Tide Pods. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. It is Bama and Burber. We do it every week. Uh, good luck to Alabama. Yeah. Big, big. They get bigger and bigger. This is the biggest yeah. one. This is, you know, Gus and Joel were talking about it on the game on Saturday. That was the first playoff game of the season. Yeah, Friday night will be number two. Yeah. Saturday will be number three. Yeah, that's right. So we'll see what happens. We'll be back next week, though, right here on Bama and Burber.